0: Hey, it's Bobby.
1: And this is Jared.
0: He's on the Skype line over there in yeah. lovely Barber County, West Virginia.
1: It is beautiful, Bobby. I had a beautiful Barber County day. Um, I had to drop some in the mail, and on my way back, I saw a bobcat.
0: I saw you You posted something about that. That's pretty rad.
1: I was so excited because spotting wildlife that's, that's just one of the. I don't want to say I live for that. Okay, I should probably there should probably be some other things ahead of that that I live, live for like live for Jesus, live for uh, love uh, and children. But uh, I'll tell you what, pretty high on the list is spotting wildlife, and I've never seen a bobcat in the wild before. Saw that today. Then my neighbor dropped off morel mushrooms, told me where to find, told me where to find more. And we fry those up and ate those. So I'm already having the most West Virginia day possible. And guess what I just threw in the oven to treat myself after this podcast recording is over with? Oh, man. A couple of, homemade, couple of homemade pepperoni rolls.
0: I, you know what? I was, about, I was about to shoot out the pepperoni rolls. I was about to say – yeah, because-
1: well, what else would you guess, you know? And so and don't think that I haven't loaded myself up with uh, a fair amount of ramps and have worked those into like every single meal and <laughs> we're almost out of those and you know, you don't you don't wanna you don't wanna overdo the ramps, but they they belong in a certain season, you know. I mean no one wants to add ramps in November. Uh, I think right because they're just out of season, you know, it's like having Girl Scout cookies in like August, you know,
0: like even Mark. <laughs>
1: Make them hard you make marks when you supposed to have
0: them. Yeah, well, unless they're like thin mints that have been frozen. Um, those are, I mean, yeah, those are a good summer snack.
1: Those are a good summer snack, but mine have never, ever, ever made it to the summer.
0: Oh yeah, no, no. There's, I think the only way that they've made it to the summer is because I've forgotten they were in there.
1: Yeah, Bob, you may not know this, but for a very short period of time, I did a little bit of local stand-up, mostly just for like uh, churches and youth groups. But the the best audience I ever had. Was a state Girl Scout convention.
0: Oh, you did a state, dude. That's a hey, man.
1: I was the only man there, but I happen to have a I, ha, I happen to have a, a sister who is a very motivated. Uh, what do they call them? Uh, Scoutmasters. Uh, they're not den mothers. That's what Cubs was. What, what is a Girl Scout? Uh, adult leader? I have no idea. Anyway, she may have, you know. <laughs> I, you know, she was my connection to the whole thing. She says, Hey, come and make these girls laugh. So I did a stand up bit on Girl Scout cookies. Yeah. And I don't remember most of the material, but I do remember this. They used to have a cookie called All Abouts. It's since been discontinued. But I had some, uh, you know, it, it, it picked up the, sh- it was like a little shortbread cookie with chocolate on the bottom. I mean, it's, okay. pure, it's simple, it's perfect. They don't really make them anymore. They still make the shortbread, but not the All Abouts. They were called All About because If you read just the shortbread side without the chocolate, it had uh, like embossed into it in shortbread. Girl Scouts is all about, and then fill in the blank, right? Girl Scouts is all about friendship. Girl Scouts is all about caring, you know? And I had some bit about, you know, I I knew it was time to uh, stop eating all abouts when I came around to the same message, you know, two or three times. (laughs) Because he'd cycle through this. You know, that, (laughs) listen, that doesn't sound funny now. But that joke killed.
0: I bet it did. That's a that's a pretty awesome.
1: It was really capitalizing on the fact that I was the only man there and I was fat.
0: <laughs> well done, dude. Well done. That's yeah. actually it's actually a really well done joke. I've I've never heard of all abouts. So otherwise I'd be like probably like but that's a that's a solid joke though. Yeah,
1: they're gone now. I can't even use the bit. I I you know, my stuff's a little dated. Just saying, if I, if I cracked open some of my old material, I'd be like, wow, this doesn't really hold up anymore. Post-2016, uh, Donald Trump election, post-9-11, post-coronavirus, I don't think my jokes make sense anymore.
0: <laughs> well, hey man, you're talking to a dude who wrote a book that that put a bunch of dated references to movies and music. So hey, I don't, I'm okay with that.
1: <laughs> That's okay if they're really good movies. Like if you, if you used Shawshank Redemption – you know, you can always use that.
0: You know, does Zoolander count as a really good movie?
1: <laughs> you know what? <laughs> We're gonna say to a certain group of people, you're gonna reach them with Zoolander. So, <laughs> you know, I, I'm glad you didn't put in like Mike Myers as the love guru uh, because you'd have to throw that book in the trash.
0: Yeah, no, no, um, I didn't. No, there, there's just some redemptive stuff that's found in Zoolander that I think is very important yeah. for for what I, 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 for what I think what Ben I
1: Stiller has has uh, play you know in the 21st century now i i think um i, I don't know why rob schneider is famous if you if you'd reference any kind of rob schneider movie maybe that one part he that one line he has that's funny in like an adam sandler movie maybe you could use that but nothing from a rob schneider movie sorry rob schneider i know you listen to our podcast yeah
0: you know i'll have to talk to his agent um but um
1: yeah I, bobby you're funnier than rob schneider
0: Okay. Whoa, whoa. Somehow,
1: yes. Somehow he's – I know you would never put that. Bobby would never agree to this, but I'm saying it. I – we we disagree on things on this podcast. I'm saying you're funnier – listen, I I could – in a pinch, I could probably name 100 people funnier than Rob Schneider. Just give me like 15 minutes.
0: Well, so then I'm not really – so I'm, So it's not really that hard. <laughs> At first I was like, oh, hey, cool. Thanks a lot. But nope, there's 100 people <laughs> –
1: It's it's easy. I'm just like it's not so much a compliment of you as it is an insult to
0: Rob Schneider. Yeah. Well, at first I took it as a compliment, but then I realized, wait a second, he just said that there's a hundred other people. So all right, yeah. Okay. Well, I don't feel so bad.
1: The water boy. That was great. You know.
0: I mean, Deuce Bigelow, the first one wasn't horrible.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Ridiculous. It was. It was.
0: uh, It wasn't good though. Yeah, true. Yeah. It yeah. Was, yeah. It was, It was one of those movies that you watched. Yeah, the Ridiculous Six
1: <laughs> it was pretty awful in that movie. And you know what? I know what you're thinking. You're like, Jared, if you watch The Ridiculous Six, you deserve what you get, and you'd be absolutely right.
0: Yeah. I mean, when you have Terry Crews pretending to be Adam Sandler's brother. Yeah, I,
1: mean. <laughs> I did go with that, though. Terry Crews is on my list of people funnier than
0: Rob Schneider, <laughs> Cause he is. That guy is genuinely funny. I love uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. His role in Brooklyn Nine-Nine is yeah. great. He plays that role so good.
1: Yeah. Lightning round. People funnier than Rob Schneider. Bernie Sanders. Uh, <laughs> Joe Biden. <laughs> A.O.T. Elon Musk. Okay. You see how easy it
0: is? Oh, man. All right. Well, hey, let's go ahead and move on with the show. I think. Yeah we we've roasted we've roasted Rob Schneider pretty well here so
1: I, and I've alienated all the Rob Schneider fans all of them
0: yeah and the thing is I'm not I'm not not a Rob Schneider fan I think that I would actually I yeah I will watch him um I won't go out of my way to watch him though if that makes yeah
1: sense. so yeah and and I just feel weird cuz I've gone a little farther to watch him than you have probably <laughs> I just sort of believe in people, you know what I mean? And, you know, a lot of people, I'm, I'm that guy that like, uh, you know, an actor's kind of like washed up and I'm like, wait till he gets a good role. You're going to see, you know, and there, there's plenty of people out. like Michael Keaton. Everybody was like, nobody cares about Michael Keaton anymore. And Birdman. did you see Birdman? We're like, whoa, Michael Keaton's good. I'm like, yeah, he's been good. He just needs to get a good script and a good movie, that's all.
0: Yeah, it's um like Steve Gutenberg.
1: Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm
1: waiting for you to tell me the Steve Gutenberg movie that, hey, he's not bad though. I mean he's you know, he, he he's niche.
0: He played his role he played the roles that he needed to play well. I mean, yeah, I mean,
1: it, he's a, he plays the roles of like, he's just like, like, like a plain kind of video guy. You kind of need that movies, you know?
0: Yeah. So. I mean, like when you watch um Short Circuit, you know, he did that, he did that character really well. Um, he played the character in uh, Three Men and a Baby and Three Men and a Little Lady. He played those characters as well.
1: <laughs> you know, it's probably about a time when there were a lot of making terrible movies then and people that they were good like John Travolta was at that same time was he was talking and everybody and it's over for John Travolta and then guess what happened a little guy named Quentin Tarantino came along (laughs) put him in Pulp Fiction and everybody was like whoa John Travolta's good and I'm like he's been good he He, just needed a good script in a good movie
0: John Travolta has chops that's impressive
1: yeah and it he hasn't squandered goodwill but bring him back
0: yeah
1: I, and this has been celebrity Club. jared just like a, a new podcast <laughs>
0: we, should probably, we,
1: should, we should probably talk about the greatest celebrity of all andrew lloyd weber jesus christ superstar you would know him as
0: jesus <laughs> Or John Legend, as we've as I've read recently, John Legend will be playing Jesus Christ in Jesus Christ Superstar, yeah. which is he, he
1: did didn't he, in uh, Jesus Christ Superstar Live that they did about two three years ago. He's played it once already. I think right. that was John Legend. And they had that's um, right. Yeah, yeah, they had some big stars in that one.
0: Yeah, so um, but, hey, look, look at that.
1: Yeah, but you know, he's he's
0: that role. Yeah.
1: He's got a sweet face, you know. You look at John
0: Lund and you go, "Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, son of God." <laughs> so hey, man, um, let's go ahead and get, get to chatting a little bit here. So um, you have, yeah. a, so that was like, like Jared said, that was a celebrity, uh, celebrity corner quarantine edition. So that was good. I like that. Um,
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: So let's go ahead and uh, we'll we'll talk some we'll talk some more here. We're um, I think um, hold on. Uh, yep. Okay. Good. Just want to make sure the recording was going still. <laughs> that's funny. Um, all right, man. So let's go ahead and chat about what we're doing. What's let what's, what's, yeah, what's let's what, talk about it. Yeah. So, so you had some specific things that you want to talk about today. Uh,
1: well, I'm I've been thinking about this because you know everybody's kind of had to make their own schedule, and there's a lot of uncertainty out there, and uh, you know just everybody's still in quarantine, and that's going that's going to persist a while. Well. I mean, here we are, last day of April. We never thought. I don't think any of us imagined it would last this long. Maybe those in the know. I, I had people in March saying, "Oh, this thing's going to last through the summer," we were all like, "Nah," you know. But here we are, end of April, and we're like, "Yeah, a lot of stuff is really canceled <laughs> deep into summer," you know what I mean? And in fact, we're like, "When are you know big group gatherings going to come back?" Maybe not, not in the foreseeable future, you know. Right. So we're all sitting here, kind of going day to day, going, "What's this thing all about?" Same time. People are laid off, man. You know, people have lost jobs. Uh, people are, you know, trying to collect unemployment. Some have been successful at that. Some haven't been able to get through. You know. Yeah. Uh, it's been a, it's been a tough time, and I know a lot of people um, are just wondering what the future holds. There's a lot of anxiety about that. You know, especially when you know your job was the one that they were counting on at home. You know. Mm-hmm. And so I just wanted to talk about that and what that's like, you know, I I think we've all been through some times where we don't know what's going to happen day to day. And, uh, I mean, where is God in that and, and what's, what's God doing in that?
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, you know, it's hard, man. It's hard to, especially when you're trying to figure out like encouraging words to say, um, you know, I think that you, we try our hardest to, to share good news and to be positive and to be encouraging. Um, you know, it's, it's interesting when you're, um, when you're talking to people about it and you're trying to be like, yeah, you know, like, um, one of the hardest things that I, that I hear people say, I mean, I get it, but I always have a hard time when people say is, you know, God has a plan in all of this. Yeah. Um, and you know, like, and there's a reason for all of it, and you know, and, and making trying to put the platitudes out there, you know, make people feel good about like, okay, yeah, God yeah. has this under control. And like, I even say it all the time, like, God does have us under control, and that's something we do believe is that in the end, He has this overall, He has this under control because He's God, yeah. and in the end, He's He's conquered it through His Son Jesus. And so we believe that, um, yeah, but in this time of uncertainty, in this time of um, trying to figure out the, where the next paycheck is going to come from. Um, you know, we need more than just that. I think a lot of times and, um, but I think also, um, it it also, it also means that we have to come to an understanding of, of how we view God too, though. Right. Yeah. Um, because, because when you were saying like, where is God in all of this? Like we have to remember that he's still here, you know, um, because he doesn't just disappear. He didn't just say, all right, well. Oh man, there's a virus. Hey, I'll come back when there's a vaccine. You know, like because <laughs> like dude... what about social distancing? <laughs> <laughs> what if? Like, whoa,
1: hands off, man! Uh, you all are geeks now.
0: <laughs> yeah, like what if you know, like you're you're like thinking, oh, you know what? I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna grab my Bible and I'm gonna start. He's like, whoa, 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 no, 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 no.
1: What if he's got the whole world in his hands and then he realized he can't touch it? It's infected. He has to go wash his hands. <laughs>
0: he he has he's wearing latex gloves he's okay
1: all right good um yeah you're right i mean people we do sort of say those things and those are sort of hard those sort of like god has a plan for all this because it's true but it's not all that there is to the story mm-hmm. i think there are some attitudes that people who have been through some really hardship uh, time really times of hardship develop and you know i've I, you know me going through some hard financial times in the past, you know, I sort of sought those things out and started, started looking, started looking, uh, towards people who had been through some tougher times than I have. You know, I stumbled, uh, not too long ago. I don't know, Christmas time going through some, some hard times financially, actually, uh, for my family. We're, we're doing better now, but it was a hard time right around the winter time for us last year. Yeah. And, um, you know, I was just kind of, spending time in the word and every once in a while I jump on this uh, app or uh, website whatever you want to call it called the right now media um, my church actually subscribes to it I think it's like a pay service it's just full of like uh, you know Bible teaching videos um, really good discussion starters being like that small group you know yeah and the production the production value on this website is like amazing you know <laughs> it's yeah. like you know they it, they've got great people doing great things you know you can walk with Francis Chan through Jerusalem and read the book of Mark and read the chapters of Mark that take place in the locations. Like he'll be standing in the location that the story is about. Yeah, it's and that's a, really kind of a neat thing for those of us who, uh, you know, maybe like uh, teachers, uh, public school teachers, who are never going to have the money to travel to Jerusalem, right? It is a great, uh, it
0: is a great study, too. We, we actually did that yeah. in, our, in our church. It was good.
1: It is. It's really good. So I, I'm on this, I'm on this uh, website, and I just see um, this story called Ed's Story, and this is a pastor. I didn't really know who he was at the time. It's only five episodes long, five short episodes, like 10 minutes apiece, but Ed Dobson is the name of the pastor, and he was diagnosed with ALS, okay, Lou, Lou Gehrig's disease. Mm -hmm. And he was in a very short time to live and he had to step down from being a pastor almost immediately. I mean, they they were like, this is not good. Like if you make it two years, you're going to deteriorate and die very slowly. Um, Maybe live the rest of your life with a feeding tube, Um, you know? And uh, he, his body did begin to deteriorate uh, very quickly. uh, And, you know, it's still with us. He—he, um, he, it's been uh, ten years, I think, and he's—he's he's lived much longer uh, than what the original uh, diagnosis had told him. Um, but, but he is very thin. You know, um, like the there, as the video shows. You know, his, his wife needs to assist him, and you know, buckling his belt. You know, he just doesn't have the physical ability to do that. You know, when he puts his pants on, he—he he does what he can do for himself. You know, you see him, but a lot of times. He, he, He's just using one arm or he's got limited, you know, motor skills. And he is just facing, there's no end to this. There's no, there's no cure for this. And he can't do the things that he loves to do. It's sort of like how we were all sort of temporarily pushed away from our lives, you know, with this uh, quarantine. I mean, he was permanently pushed away from his life with a thing to where there is no end, you know? Right. And uh, there are lots of things to the episodes I don't want to take away from it, but, you know, he's still facing, like, what if I do die a very, uh, a very slow, uh, lonely death, you know? Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, that's, that's a tough thing to live with. And one thing he said in this whole thing, it just stood out to me. And I was like, wow, this is big. This is big as in you need to apply this to your life is he said, when we worry about the future, it is hard to see God. Mm. But when we live day to day, God is right there with us. And that to me was an amazing bit of mm. wisdom because, you know, this is a guy's had to live it. And in addition to, you know, his body, uh, deteriorating from ALS, you know, his, his son in the military was sent to war, yeah, into a war zone, you know, and he just had to ask God, enough is enough. Like when, when is it going to stop? When is the suffering going to stop? You know, mm-hmm. and this is a guy that gave his life to be servant of God, and, and this is his life now. But you know
0: i think i think ed actually passed away um
1: oh he did okay yeah
0: about five years ago i think actually
1: oh okay so it shows how current i am i i, no, I seldom. but thank you for um you know mentioning that and keeping me straight on that no um,
0: yeah no i, I didn't want to, yeah i just wanted to make sure we, i think that um i yeah. I think i'm right on that I, i'll have to look that up but.
1: okay well we're gonna look it up but um yeah, maybe we should research stuff before we start talking. But <laughs> I, I just wanted to really share a big part of his message and just talk about how, yeah. you know, what a great thing it is. Yeah, I, I see now. Uh, he did. He passed away uh, in 2015. Yeah. Um, day, day after Christmas, in 2013.
0: Oh, I didn't realize and that. He, Dang. Wow. That's yeah. 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 yeah I, um, but yeah. Uh,
1: this idea that you know that's how he learned to live his life, and he did continue his ministry he was actually able to reach people one-on-one people in deep crises came to him you know Mm -hmm. and and spoke with him and he said my job is to show up and shut up so (laughs) I'm, i'm quoting him pretty heavily on this podcast but it was just such wisdom from what he was saying you know and it reminds me of something just very deep like far beyond this like Wondering where the next paycheck's going to come. That is very important, and that feels important at the time. But it, this idea that God provides for us in His daily bread sort of way, we don't get to know and have that security of how things are going to work out for our health, our finances. And when I talk about finances, I, I care less about finances. I'm talking about you know provisions for you know you and your your, your, your loved one having a place to live, having food to eat, you know, having safety, having health care. You know, that's the kind of stuff I'm talking about. And we don't really know, um, you know, we have this idea of like what the future is going to hold, but we don't have that security anymore. And when that's, and, and to be fair, we never have that. It's like really security in those worldly things is an illusion, you know. Um a phrase that comes up a lot uh, in, in in advertising right now. And you know, you know how quickly did you notice how quickly all of these uh companies created these coronavirus specific ads? Mm-hmm. I mean it was like it was like the next week, you know, it was amazing. Yeah. And um I'm I'm actually genuinely impressed. And uh but you hear the phrase in it a lot in these uncertain times. And I read that phrase a lot when, you know, there were many letters and emails from the, the bank and the credit card company, and they're saying, we're here for you in these uncertain times. And when you continue to read the letter, you realize that the way that they're there for you is you can pay your bill online, but right. <laughs> we're here for you on the internet, we can still uh, <laughs> take your payment, uh, but uh, in these uncertain times, but in fact, all times are uncertain. All, all of them, you know, and, and this idea of security like, I've got money in the bank, I've got a place to live, I'm healthy. It's honest to goodness, temporary, it's precarious, and it's in the security we have in it is a bit of an illusion, right? Right. And so, you know, God, we just really have to do as Ed says, you know, when we take it day to day, God is right there with us. And I'm like, what is that? Why can't God give me enough strength and enough money and enough encouragement to just last me for the rest of my life? You know, (laughs) but but what are are Jesus' instructions on worry? In the Sermon on the Mount, he says, do not worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will take care of itself. Now you hear that in church and you go, okay, fine. What is that? Tomorrow will take care of itself. But if you really listen to that and you listen to like, you know, Ed Dobson's words there, okay. If you take it day to day right there with us, that means that you should not worry about tomorrow because you're not going to have strength, the knowledge, the support for tomorrow until tomorrow. And I think that's what's really meant when we get to Lamentations. I think it's Lamentations chapter three, that God's mercies are new every morning. Mm-hmm. Like check that out. So there are plenty of times, and I put this to the test in a way. You know, I know, don't put the Lord you got to the test, but <laughs> I said, you know what? I'm really worried about what I got to do tomorrow. It seems like too much for me. Mm-hmm. I will not handle it, right? And I go, but I need to just be I just need to be uh cautious about worrying about it today i need to wait until tomorrow begins because as soon as it does god will be right there with me right and i'm telling you man you'll wake up you wake up for this impossible day you've got things to do you know you you've got to take your kids to the doctor you don't know what's wrong with them you've got to pay a bill and you don't know where the money's going to come from and you wake up that day and you know what god is with you there that day yep he's very much the the i am in the present you know and so it's like wow and i go man here i spent all day or all week worrying about today and here i am today and i'm doing it because god is here
0: yeah his
1: mercies are new every morning, so that's my message. That's what I've learned, but I learned it from some other people
0: <laughs> that's good man i think in in the the thing is like it's all about really contentment right yeah um you know even going you can go all the way to the beginning and being content with what you had, even Adam and Eve weren't content with what they had. It was like they had right. to get they had to get more. So of course, that's why we are in the place that we're in today. Um, and then you had the you go into the the Israelites, the Hebrew people being taken out of slavery in in the in the desert. You know, for forty days. You know, um, or well, for, not for forty days, forty years, and and they're right.
1: and actually in that time they discovered the they had the literal daily bread, which is what. Right. What we get the phrase
0: today? Yeah, they had the manna coming from heaven. You know, they they were yeah. and and the manna would come and they'd say, "What is this?" You know, and that's that's actually what manna meant is like what is like what is this? Like it's like what is this thing? It's a it's just it's weird, um a weird substance that just fell. And then if they took too much, it would mold and be nasty the next day because God's like, "Look, I am with you today. Tomorrow is not promised, but but I'm with you today." You know and. And allow me to to provide for you every day. Don't worry about tomorrow; just worry about today, and keep moving today. Um, there's, you know, even in um, First Timothy, I, I pulled it up while we were while you were speaking. But in First Timothy chapter six, it says, um, you know, that um, it says in verse um, in verse six, it says, "But godliness actually is a means of great gain when accompanied by contentment." Right. But like, and then it says in verse seven, for we have brought nothing into the world, so we cannot take anything out of it either. If we have food and covering with this, we shall be content. And then like, and, and then it goes on to more stuff, but it's basically for us to remember that, um, when we think of godliness, it's not about our actions, right? It's not about like what we think, what we do. It's not about how we like, how we speak to each other, whatever. Like what godliness is, is really, um, is really the idea of seeking what is right with God, Right. Yeah, and, and living for what is right with God, so you can keep doing that and striving for that. But if you keep wanting more and more and more stuff, you aren't really content, and so yeah. you can't strive after God and still want more stuff and gathering more stuff. And, and because yeah. because that's actually what Jesus spoke about too is that no man can serve two masters. You can't want money and you can't serve God. It's like it's not gonna it's not gonna work out that way. You have to right. have one or the other. And so in this letter that paul wrote to timothy he's like look be content like <laughs> keep teaching right. contentment and contentment is godliness and contentment come together because you can't strive after what god what god wants for your life but yet keep looking after material things and wondering what's going to be happening next for you and how are you going to move up the ladder and how are you going to be able yeah. to have more things because because that's not how it works in fact godliness is really where we start saying." Thank you for what you've already given to us, the fact that we're able to wake up and breathe this morning, the fact that we're able to experience life with people again this morning. Thank you for the fact that we are here with family. Thank you for the fact that we have the ability to just be in this moment. And um, wow. actually, we were just talking about my book, but in, in my book, you know, Made for More, when I wrote that, like, one of the things I said was, we we need to be remembering where we are, like where we are yes. right right now is just as important just as important if not more important as where we want to be because we have to be uh, we have to be able to stay focused where we are um because the more we focus on yeah. the more we focus on what's coming we miss what's right in front of us and that's yes. and we can't do that
1: yeah man it's all over the bible it's all like jesus says it paul says it you know jeremiah says it david says it it's just everywhere, you yeah, know. but, but yeah. it's so hard for us to let that sink in because we really want to control it. I mean that is very seductive. I don't think a lot of people realize that their quest for uh, money, maybe a comfortable lifestyle, um, or, or their, their quest for financial security um, is really just a quest to control the outcome of our mm-hmm. lives.
0: Yeah, for for some, yeah, I think that I think that is true. I think that, well, the the danger that we can fall into though is that you know that we start to say, well, don't try to don't try to make money. Um, you know, it, it's not it's not horrible to make money if you if you make money, yeah, make it.
1: Uh, taking it, I would say, make it taking it with a grain of salt.
0: Right? Yeah. yeah. It, it's um in in the great in the great um ph- philosophical words of the uh, philosopher Maclemore you know, make the money, but yeah. don't let the money yeah. make, don't let the money make you, you know? Um, it's, uh, a... think
1: that's really a really good way to say it actually, because I mean, yeah, it's like, listen, Bobby, like I, I plan, you know, I have a savings account and I, uh, you know, I save up for things that are important to us and I put away for retirement, you know? Um, I don't just like throw, throw all that, like, you know, in the garbage, you know? But I'm also understanding that that's not where my security is. You know, um, you know, the Bible says where your treasure is, where your where your treasure is, that's where your heart is. You know, mm-hmm. you're thinking about you're thinking about what your treasure is, right? If your treasure's in heaven, your heart's in heaven. If your treasure's in the bank here on earth, you're, then your heart's in the bank here on earth, right? Yeah. And uh, I think for a lot of people, it's like that that money, that retirement. That's they sell it that way too. And the advertising says. You can have greater peace of mind. You absolutely cannot buy greater peace of mind, or even a little peace of mind. You
0: know, right? You can
1: perhaps buy the illusion of it. But stock markets crash. You know, economies tank. We go into depression. Sometimes currency becomes. Worthless or devalued, depending on how the world changes. You know, I mean, we're seeing the world change very much right now. Hopefully, mm-hmm. temporarily. But you know, there'll be some, there'll be some things that we learn or change after this, right? Yeah. Uh, but you know, every empire falls, and sometimes that's not militarily. Sometimes that's financially. You know. Right. And it, you know, it, it's uh, but you just gotta take it with, um, I, I, I understand that whatever I'm planning for, whatever I'm saving up, it could all be taken away any minute. And it doesn't matter if I'm, you know, good or evil. Rain falls on the righteous and the wicked, you know. Perhaps we, we all lose all of our bank accounts, you know? Mm. Uh, someday, or, you know, um, it's happened, right? Everybody, you know, we've had, we've had economies where the currency just like bottoms out, man. And it's, it's done like your currency is worthless, you know? Yeah. And we've had countries that have rebooted their currency and said, you have 30 days to trade in your old followers. We need to start over and control this inflation, you know, and they will actually do that. Cause actually at the end of the day, money's just like a, a fake concept. We, we just have to all believe in it. Right. But, um, but, uh, You know, it does happen. We just got to keep in mind that this could—that is not where. If that happens, if we lose it all, or if it all becomes worthless to us, there is still a God. You know, there is still a God that's bigger than that. We don't have to get bent out of shape about losing our our retirement. I mean, God's got a plan for that.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's good. I think in and one of the things that we have to consider too is, um, you know, many people are wondering when we're going to get back to quote unquote normal. Right.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: and the reality of it is, is that how, there's no going back, right. There's no going back to what was normal. Yeah. Right. And
1: that's absolutely true. You know, it, it's as if, if an individual survives a terminal illness, they're not going back to be the same person they were before. No, you know? they know things. They've seen things. They've experienced things. They are different people now.
0: Right, and it's gonna and it's gonna change our lives forever. But the reality of it is, is that we are now in a place where I, I feel like again we've talked about this, but I feel like we're in a we're in a time where I feel like this this was never brought on by God, right? This virus is not brought on by God. This is not a God thing. Like I think I I, I don't I, I hate when I'm hearing people say like. Oh, um, well, God's using this, or God, God brought this plague on people to teach them a lesson. Like, n- no, oh, right. like, no. And people don't do really,
1: that. by the way, people really think they know, and they have no clue.
0: Yeah, and, and the, but the reality of it is, though, is that we do know that God can take all things and turn them good. You know, what was sure. made to be bad could be good. Um, you know, as we saw with the cross, right? I mean, like yeah. everything that was meant to be bad turns into good, and. And that's how God works. And so in this time, when we're seeing people losing, either losing jobs, which is not great. We see people having to stay in their house, which is not great. But in this time, we're finding families getting closer. We're finding um, people getting to a better place of, of realizing that maybe they didn't need to be you know, going out all the time. Maybe they didn't need to be eating out all the time. Yes, eating out yeah. was great, but they didn't need to be doing that all the time. Oh man, um, maybe I they, didn't
1: be doing that all the time.
0: Yeah, people
1: I mean, talking about they've gained weight at home. I'm like, no, no, <laughs> not. I've I've lost weight at home because I'm not going to fast food.
0: <laughs> you know, I mean, like, there's so many things that I think that what what's being actually given to us is an opportunity to learn how to slow down. Because yeah. everybody's everybody's calendar, right, is is wiped out for now. Yeah. Um, well,
1: really, yeah. Because I mean, we really are in in. A, we could actually probably just talk about this next time, but you know, we we're, we're in a culture that finds value um, in achievement. Mm. You know, you you you, re- you reach achievement by scheduling yourself and all these different things, and you know, we really we really market those achievements. You know, we use those for kind of like social credit. Like, you know, you're putting it on the Facebook, like, look at my kids dance for Sire. Look at the things that they're good at, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. We have so many things that we have on our calendar and we had to wipe them out. And, and I think that we are realizing the value of slowing down right now and yeah. being content, being content with what we have because all we have right now is what we have. Like, it's not we we can't just go out and and buy a bunch of random things right now. Even people are getting so upset because you can't get Prime Amazon Prime items two days later like they promised because really they're focusing <laughs> on all the important things for for delivery. I mean at least with the, that's what they say. Now the the <sighs> thing is though is that you're still sitting there going okay well you know I need to learn how to just wait like right now right. like this is something that we we have been in an instant gratification culture. You go no. up. To, you go to Starbucks. You get whatever you want. You go to McDonald's. You get whatever you want. You do. You do all these things. You get whatever you want, and and, and it's gonna mm-hmm. come right. It's gotta come right now, right here. Even with the internet, it's gotta come right now, right here. And we're seeing people who are realizing that the more people who are on Netflix in, at at nine o'clock in the at night is hurting is hurting their ability to watch all the shows that they want to watch. Why? Because it slows down, and they have sure. to sit and be patient. They have to sit and be patient, and that is killing people on the inside because they want to be going, going, going. And God's like, learn how to slow down. Learn how to be content. Learn how to rest.
1: For me, I can be as slow as you want me to be. Um, It all depends on do I know that it's available. That's the thing. So I can live with – if mail were being delivered by a man with a sack riding a pony – Actual literal Pony Express, and I knew that it was going to take 10 days to get Bobby Benavidez a message. I'm happy to wait 10 days for you to get it and 10 days for me to get the reply. Yeah. And uh, we're only communicating with each other once per month. But if I know that I can email you, you know, or Facebook message you, I and mean, if you could see that right now, I'm impatient because I know that that's what's possible, right? Right. So, you know, back before all that, I could wait. I could wait forever for anything because I knew that's that's what it was going to take. You know, but you know, the the impatience has come from just having that that access, having that ability. You know, I, if you took away my ability to have this Skype conversation right now, mm-hmm. I'd be fine. I'd be fine. I'd, I'd be writing some letters, man. You know, <laughs> it's what I did. It's what I did back before we had the internet. I wrote letters like an old timey. Person like Emily Dickinson at her desk up
0: in her room, you know. What's funny is my wife and I just had this conversation. She's like, "You know, you've done a really good job staying at home, like because you know, like I'm I'm always I've been always been on the go, like you know, yeah. where, You know, Mondays and Tuesdays I'm home taking care of the kids, you know, making yeah. sure doing homeschooling that kind of stuff, and then she works Mondays Tuesdays, and then Wednesday Thursday Friday I was substitute teaching or I was doing stuff for you know church stuff or community stuff yeah. doing something. And she's like, you know, you like. She knows that I'm I'm a person who needs to be going. And she's yeah. like, you know, you've been doing such a great job with, you know, staying in and 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 not being, you know, like. She's like, sometimes you get a little angry, you know. Sometimes you're you're, you know, you can tell that it's kind of like getting to you a little bit. But you know, she goes, But most of the time, she's like the majority of the time, you're doing so good. And I looked at her, and I said, "It's only because I know I have to be." Like yeah. if I if I knew that like that if I was being told to stay inside my house but I had every ability to go to a coffee shop and sit and talk to people or I yes. was able to go do some fun event, then that's when I would get really frustrated because I I don't need to be here but I need to be here because I can't do anything else so I'm okay with that I can right. get I can get right. through that yeah so I mean just the
1: knowing about it so I guess a big question for us is when access returns are we going to keep, you know, are we, are we going to keep doing like we're doing now? And, you know, having that, having those, uh, having that downtime with kids for for a day or or three, you know?
0: Yeah. You know, um, one of the ideas too, my, my, um, my wife and I were sitting at our uh, dinner table too. We were talking and, or maybe it was breakfast. We were talking, um, the kids were upstairs and and we were like enjoying just a time to just talk and, And one of the things we kind of thought about was like, you know, what if they just started doing this like once a year? Because we talked about last week on the um, global warming, climate change, that kind of stuff. But like they're saying like there's like an ozone hole that has actually healed itself recently that the scientists are talking about, which is pretty cool. But
1: true, that's the hole in the ozone layer that we were uh, worried about in the eighties. Right. Uh, we we cut down CFCs, and they actually did. We actually did make environmental changes, and the ozone layer came back, and we needed to protect us from UV. Yeah.
0: You know? So, um, so they said there's a hole that like prepare yourself whatever, and I was like, oh man, that's really cool. So we were talking about that, and she's like, you know, what if they just started doing this once a year, where it's like a mandatory quarantine for yeah. a month. Where your your employer is required to pay you for that month, but you have to stay at home and only go out if you need to for for yeah. essential purposes, but just that way we can have a little bit of a cleansing and a little bit of a rest. Um, because it's one
1: of those European socialist countries where they have like uh, 12 weeks of paternity leave and
0: you know <laughs>
1: yeah. like mandatory paid vacation for all employees that do everything everywhere you know yeah I mean like Finland, you know
0: <laughs> it, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be a horrible idea you know what I mean like it just, because because no, it's not it'd it, be beautiful it's not even just it's not even shutting down businesses because people can still go to small businesses do some shopping and that kind of thing but it's more yeah. like a Go out only if you really have to, and here's uh-huh. you know here's this is where this is where the money's going to be, and this is where we're going to be putting money into, and you know you're still going to be paid, and then when when the quarantine's over, go back out and do your thing, and it's fine because you
1: you know you would think that would be Christmas,
0: <laughs> and yet
1: it's not, you know, like to me, I'm always like yeah, the, the nicest thing about Christmas for me is not even that it's a day off. I love the day off, but I get a few of those. But the idea about Christmas is that, like, actually nothing's open, you know, unless it really has to be, you know. Right.
0: Even McDonald's is closed. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Like, it's just crazy.
1: It is crazy. But it, it would really be cool. But, you know, I, I you can try to do that yourself with your family. Um, you know, a staycation is not a bad idea if you have the luxury to, you know, I, I say vacation like that's something I've always had. I just want to tell you, I paid, I paid my dues, Bobby, the first, you know, the first 15 to 20 years of my adult life there was no such thing as a vacation because I didn't have the kind of job that, that that can give you that. You know what I mean? I used to hear people talking about, Oh, I only have a week off. And I'm thinking I had never had any day off ever you know? <laughs> so, working night shift, working Sunday, yes. working Christmas morning. I work, you know, I've done all that, you know, now I'm a teacher and, you know, teachers get the, uh, you know, some downtime in the summer. For me, it's usually, Restricted to about the month of July. There's about three weeks in July where I don't have anything educational to do for anyone. I try to make those three weeks of self quarantine. It doesn't always work. You know, sometimes someone finds something for me to do, like BBS or something like that. But (laughs) yeah, (laughs) but yeah, but we try, right? So,
0: yeah. And even like, yeah, I, there's a lot to be said about the busyness of culture and like, and, and always trying to get something. And I think, I think you're right. I think maybe even next week we'll talk about that. We'll talk about the busyness of culture and and the idea of achievement because, because the church, because yeah. the church is guilty of that too. Because the church is guilty of trying to oh, over, overload, yeah. overload calendars. That way we, we have all the great events going on and all the things happening yeah. for people to, and to look how great our church is doing and, Maybe yeah. we're we're adding to the problem a little bit, but um, that'll be interesting. But but yeah. That's
1: something for us to sort of think about for a week and come back with. Uh, maybe maybe I'll actually research this one this time.
0: <laughs>
1: I'm just afraid if I do research, I come in here with a bunch of facts like a know-it-all, and I'd rather you guys see how dumb I actually am.
0: No, see, I think that it's fun when we don't do any research and then we 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 say stuff, and then if nobody corrects us then we know they're really not listening to us so
1: <laughs> or or they just haven't bothered to google it right yes yeah. <laughs>
0: so. yeah so they're just listening yeah. to us gibber jabber over things and like oh yeah they're right and it's like well we might be telling you something completely wrong but it's okay
1: i would like to thank our 10 to 12 listeners for not googling things thank you
0: yeah we we appreciate it we appreciate it
1: <laughs> yeah
0: well hey man this is this is a good conversation I think, um, you yeah. know we have to learn how to be content, and there's value to that and I think again, being able to um to remember that we have a god who's who has it has it in his hands, and that um yeah. that it's not a bad thing to just be thankful for what you have and not long for something more you know yeah. um yeah, and really, the only thing we should be longing for more of is jesus right um Absolutely. Yeah. and um that's i think that's where we that's where we have to end up is that that's where the contentment found is found is realizing that eternity's already been given to us um yeah. there's nothing more we should really long for um that we should be happy with the fact that ultimately god has given us something great in the fact of that we are able to be welcomed into his kingdom and sit at his table and and be heirs to his throne. So,
1: very good. Well, I get the sense that my internet is slowing down. So, if you'll excuse me, I have two goats to feed.
0: Yeah, man. Well, then <laughs> we will go ahead and wrap it up, and I will, I will um, again. Hey, thank you guys for listening to. Uh, the frankincense podcast this has been a great great conversation with um jared and bobby and if you you know again if you like this show if you like what you're hearing uh rate us on itunes um you know leave a comment in the comment section share it with your friends because we want more people listening and um and we have some great conversations coming up so hopefully hopefully you'll continue to join us and uh it'll be it'll be a good time so Again, this is the Frank Says podcast and this is Bobby.
1: And this is Jared.
0: And we will talk to you guys later. Bye.